0: Let's talk about the other Supreme Court decisions that happened last week. Uh, they're big, and I know I want to get more into culture, and we will. Uh, let's talk, and let's talk about some of the cases that will be in front of the Supreme Court very soon. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I hope you had a great day yesterday. All right, so. Let's get to some updates here. This isn't exactly news, because we did talk about this yesterday, but there are more updates. And when I say there are more updates, it basically means we're getting less news. Okay, so it's been confirmed. uh, They did find that white substance that they found in the White House is actually cocaine. So they did find that out. Uh, Tests have confirmed it. The White House is not denying it anymore. Now, one of the things they said is that it was found in the White House library. Apparently, that was a lie. It was actually found in the West Wing, and it was found where the guests actually stay in the West Wing. Now, one of the things with that, this what that basically means is not only guests, but um, uh, people who tour the West Wing will actually be in that spot. Now, Dan Bongino, who used to be a a Secret Service agent, he knows that area of the West Wing, and he made it kind of clear that this was probably a family member that left it. It was somebody very close to the Bidens that left this cocaine there, because this part of the West Wing is not exactly the most open part. It is actually for close people of the West Wing. And we can, you know, this is where the conspiracy theories come about. The FBI and the Secret Service is telling everybody, we may never know who left this bag of cocaine there. And that leaves a lot of questions. And the media really hit uh, Karen Jean-Pierre on it yesterday. They said, well, I mean, if someone can just walk in with cocaine and leave it, what, stopping someone from walking in with anthrax and leaving it, of course... Karen Jean-Pierre has no answer to that. That's a great question. Um, here's the problem. There are cameras all over the White House. There's security all over the White House. I would assume there is. Maybe there's not. I don't know. But you mean to tell me you don't have a camera there that's going to be able to say? See, this is where the spe- the conspiracy theories come in. I'm not Dick Tracy or anything. But you've got a guy in the White House. That's Hunter Biden who had a cocaine problem. I mean, such a cocaine problem, he got kicked out of the Navy because his system had cocaine in it. And the guy is walking around the White House in the West Wing because he is the president's son, and suddenly they find cocaine. And a lot of people say, well, Hunter Biden's got to love his cocaine. Why would he leave it? I don't know. Why would he leave his laptop? He obviously loves his laptop. Why would he leave his laptop at a laptop repair uh, store and not pick it up? Maybe he was using it and he just left it there. But see, these are where the conspiracies... I'm not saying it was Hunter Biden's laptop. I'm sure Hunter Biden was the isn't the only person in... The White House that uses cocaine. But but the fact of the matter is, he is notorious for it. And the reason I say he loves his laptop, he records everything and sticks it on his laptop. So he loves his laptop too. He forgot that. So there we go. we got another mystery. It'll never be solved. So we're just all going to assume it is actually uh, Hunter Biden's cocaine and I'm pretty sure it probably is. And lots of memes going out there. Everyone is watching Hunter Biden. So there was a video out that shows Hunter Biden sitting on the dais with uh, Biden during the 4th of July. And for some reason, he looked like he was sticking something in his nose. Could it be cocaine? He was acting real weird. Could it be he was on drugs? Well, we know he's on drugs. We don't know if he's using it on the dais dais with the president. But why, why not? Why not assume that? The White House is not answering our questions. This is where conspiracy theories come from, folks. When you're being opaque about what's happening... People are going to make it up. They're gonna fill the holes. Other other deal, the trans woman slash BLM supporter who killed five people and injured five uh in Philadelphia this week. Um, no one's reporting that he is actually a trans woman and a BLM activist. This includes Fox News, by the way. It is only conservative outlets. OAN, Newsmax, The Daily Wire, The Post Millennial, that is actually reporting this stuff. They're showing, and it's not like they're hiding the ball here. They're showing pictures of the guy. They're showing his his tweets and his all his Instagram posts. This guy is really kind of open about the fact that he thinks he's a woman. Or he's non-binary, or whatever. But no one's talking about it. Other evidence that this guy is actually part of the LGBTQI plus poop emoji cult is that yesterday Larry Krasner of Philadelphia, the terrible DA of Philadelphia, had a news conference, and guess who he had there? LGBTQI plus poop emoji group uh, cultists to, to talk about it. Why would he do that? Well, because that is a trans woman, who sat there and murdered five people. And again, we're never going to know why he did it because he's probably going to get two years in prison because that's what Larry Krasner does. He's also black. So, I mean, Larry Krasner says he's going to throw the book at this guy. You know something? I want to see him throw the book. He hasn't thrown the book at any black guy. And a black guy who's trans? Yeah, I, 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 I'll I, believe it when I see it. Don't be surprised if this just quietly disappears. But why would he have the LGBTQI plus poop emoji cultists interviewed at a press conference unless this guy had something to do with the group? Well, that's because he did. Everyone knows it. Okay, another great news. uh, Bud Light has shut down a bottling plant in the Midwest. 150 employees have been let go. Now, that's not the good news. 150 employees being let go. That's never a a good thing. But apparently, no one's buying Bud Light. It's become a national joke now. Uh, they did try and come up with this new ad campaign, all about America and white people being dumb and clumsy. I, I can't believe they actually put that out there. I mean, it just shows. There's one commercial. Just shows a bunch of white people drinking beer and tripping and spilling beer, and it, it's just this is your this is your ad campaign. This is supposed to get people to buy your beer again. Well, guess what? It, it it's not working. And yet, no, um, Bud Light has not just said, you know, hey, we're sorry, we're not, we don't support this group, we never will. As a matter of fact, half of the functions that the LGBTQI plus poop emoji cultists put on during Pride Month uh, was sponsored by Budweiser. So they're, they're not learning their lesson. And uh, I, if you go to any of the liquor stores, I know I go to liquor stores and I look, Bud Light has lost most of their shelf space. So they're getting killed everywhere. I mean, even in places that aren't American, like stores that have, that are primarily Hispanic. Yeah, no one's buying Bud Light anymore because it's become a disaster. And finally, uh, the Fed is planning to raise interest rates again. And this is not a shock. Um, they decided not to raise interest rates last month because they were afraid that inflation was going down a little bit. I mean, it's still three times higher than it's supposed to be, but it's going down a little bit. And they thought, okay, if we raise interest rates, suddenly unemployment is going to go back up, which it is. All right. Um, the interest rates, so they just, it looks like they're going to raise, Interest rates again. The Dow has plummeted. Let's see what are, where is it now. It's down 434 points. At one point, it was down 500 points. So everyone is expecting they're going to they're going to drop. They're going to raise the interest rates again to try and somehow control inflation. We'll see how that goes. All right. So let's get to our uh, daily segment, dumbasses of the day. <laughs> Alright, so we got we got a couple of doozies. If you don't remember what dumbasses of the day is, it's basically some trash talkers I saw on the internet that I've decided, you know what, I, I, I'm never going to get these on the podcast if I don't make a segment. And it's just typical of our culture. So let's take a look at this first clown. Now this guy is really upset that the trans people and non-binary or whatever are being demonized. Of course, they're not really being demonized. No one is lynching trans people. And none of that stuff is actually happening. We're just basically saying there's no such thing as a trans person. Non-binary has no definition. And you can't be a woman if you're a man and leave our kids alone. That's basically all we're saying. I... I, I don't care about your pronouns. That's your that's your story, but this guy's really upset about it, and he kind of lets the cat out of the bag. So let's let, let's listen to what he's got to say.
1: Straight people, stop scrolling. Watch my video, please. If you have an LGBTQ person in your family or near you or you work with or someone you know is LGBTQ, please help us. Please stop letting your family dictate that they hate queer people. Please stop letting that go unchecked. The world is getting more and more hateful and it is getting spurred on by vicious lies against us. If somebody tells you a fact about the queer community sexualizing children, why are you believing them over the queer person who is standing next to you? I don't care about children. I want to live my life. I want to be able to not be bullied walking outside. I want to be able to go to work and not be called slurs. I want my trans friends to be able to seek the care that stops them from committing suicide. I want kids to have the ability to go through high school, not hoping day after day that someone will save them, not thinking day after day that they don't deserve to be there. That there's something inherently wrong with them. That it would be easier for them to be dead than to be alive and fighting for who they are.
0: Okay, so a bunch of things here. First off, um, families do not usually talk about trans or queer people or gay people or anything like that. I know my family doesn't. We talk about it because they want to be noticed. This is what Ben Shapiro calls face tattoo syndrome. See us, see us, see us. And then when we notice and we don't like it they get mad that we notice and we don't like it. So that's what families are talking about. I I can tell you before this whole LGBTQI plus poop emoji cultist thing came out, nobody talked about gay people. We just, we didn't, we didn't care. You guys are constantly in the fray. I mean, you you made yourself a month to celebrate you people and you run around naked in front of kids. Okay, and then that's the next thing. Um, Kids. Hey, I'm not into kids. We're not teaching kids, but then again, let us teach kids. He says it. He says to commit suicide so kids don't commit suicide. No one's stopping you from going out, a a 30-year-old man like this guy is, from going out and cutting his balls off. Go for it. I would like you to cut your balls off so you can't pollute the rest of the world with your DNA. I totally have no problem with you cutting your balls off. I have a problem with us cutting the balls of a 16-year-old. And that's what this group wants us to do. And he's right off the bat going into all the trans talking points that we should be allowing these people to talk about about uh, talk to kids. So he says it in the same thing: we're not after your kids, but let us go after your kids. Well, fuck you. We're not going to do that. So get over it, okay? And then here's this guy. He he's hysterical. This guy's just all he's all dolled up too. He's got the He's got the lipstick on, the earrings. He's got the paint, nails painted and everything. The only thing he's missing as a woman is his beard. He's talking about how upset he gets when people misgender his ass. So let's listen
1: mad it's probably because i'm in a lot of pain in the same way that when we stub our toe we scream expletives because we're in pain also us non-binary people we're forced to educate ourselves on our own existence so it can be frustrating when we see people who are not putting in the work and constantly making mistakes and i know it is new i know mistakes are bound to happen and i have patience for people who are genuinely putting in the work i know so many of you don't want to be hurting non-binary people but the truth is when you misgender us you are and to expect us to hold your hand through it while we're being hurt that's abusive behavior
0: Okay, uh, first off, the reason these people have to educate themselves is because the shit they're educating themselves doesn't exist. You're not non-binary, 9 binary you are a man. Sorry, you are. I can openly tell you. And it's not for us to sit there and enable your mental illness. I refuse to go with the pronoun thing. I really do. I don't have any gay, f- I don't have any, quote, non-binary, end quote, friends, so I don't really have to deal with this, but if I'm at a store somewhere, and there's this, quote, non-binary, end quote, guy there, and he sits there, and he says, oh, my my pronouns are, th- I don't care, ring my shit up, and let me leave this store. I I'm not playing any of those games. I mean, those games are done. Okay, so I don't care how upset he gets. It just shows how insecure that if you use the wrong pronoun, you're that insecure that this is bothering you. Okay, screw him. Anyway, so you notice, you know, Pride Month's over, but these people are still talking. In other words, Pride Month never ends. Memorial Day gets one day. President's Day gets one day. We don't even celebrate the main presidents, Washington and Lincoln. We just celebrate President's Day. And I got news for you. 90% of the presidents I wouldn't want to celebrate. But then we've got this bonehead. But we we celebrate Veterans Day one day, 4th of July one day. But meanwhile, this trans thing, it just keeps going. It's July 6th today? Yes, yeah, July 6th. Tranny month is over. Okay, now we can live our regular lives. These people will not drop it. So Jen Psaki, who decided that she's going to be on MSNBC, which is really weird because MSNBC is supposed to be unbiased and stuff. Well, it's not, but it's supposed to be unbiased and stuff. But meanwhile, all of Biden's henchmen end up on MSNBC. Um, She's talking about how Muslims... Are now being recruited by conservatives because and being convinced that tra- being trans is bad. And this is just an amazing, an amazing clip that she, I can't believe she even said that, said this, but it's kind of neat. So let's listen to this one.
2: So lately, I've been noticing the reemergence of a very old GOP playbook that harkens back to President Richard Nixon's infamous Southern strategy. During his campaign for president in 1968, the Republican Party made a concerted effort to reach white Southerners, who used to vote for Democrats by playing to their fears of African Americans and the civil rights movement. And it worked. By pitting one group of Americans against another, the GOP successfully managed to split off Southern whites from the Democratic Party. Now, decades later, The right wing is reviving that same playbook, this time with Muslim Americans and trans people. Hear me out here. The GOP is trying to recruit Muslim Americans, a community that makes up less than 2% of the U.S. population, against another tiny marginalized group of Americans, transgender people.
0: Okay, everything she just said is bullshit. Everything she just said is bullshit. So first off, let's, let's get to this, this, we don't have, conservatives don't have a playbook. Matter of fact, half the reason all the institutions in the country right now are leftist is because the leftists had the playbook and their playbook was to take over the institutions and then force their bullshit on us. So the reason that the South went conservative is the South liked the way the country was going and the south was all democrat at one point but then the south got really weird okay the south got weird or the south excuse me the left the liberals got weird and they suddenly wanted to change everything about the country and the south said we're not interested They wanted to get rid of religion. By the way, all this stuff that the left is doing today, they're just doing it in a more radical fashion. They've always been like this. Since the 80s, liberals have been liberals. They would just talk to you back then. They don't talk to you now. Now they just try and shut you up. So all this stuff, the reason they went conservative in the South is not because of slavery. Republicans are anti-slavery. They always have been. They still are. The problem, the reason they went right, they went conservative in the South is because of what the liberals have been doing since the 60s and 70s. You don't see a lot of hippies and feminists in the South like you do in, in, in New York and during the 60s. So, no. And second off, nobody's recruiting Muslims on the conservative side. Muslims are being drawn to conservatism. Do you know why? Muslims are conservative. Religious Muslims believe in, uh, believe in the death penalty. Religious Muslims do not believe in abortion. Religious Muslims believe in God. Religious Muslims do not believe in the trans thing. They believe in men and women. They're coming over to the conservative side. And by the way, I'll give her credit here. She's not calling them white supremacists because that's usually what happens. But they're coming to this side because they say, well, that's more like it. I will deal with Christians and Jews if I don't have to worry about my son having his balls cut off at 16. So no, it's not that the conservatives are drawing Muslims to them. Is that liberals are pushing them away, and that's that's great. Keep doing it. I, this is a selling point for for conservatives. That hey, you 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 want to do what you're doing? Go go do it. All right. So that, that's let's get to our first story. All right. Um, this poor bastard. I. I Mayor Bill de Blasio does not need any more insecurity in his life. He was a crappy mayor. He's an ugly, weird-looking guy. He killed a, a, a groundhog. I mean, he's got nothing but problems. Everyone hates him. Well, apparently his wife does too. So, according to Daily Wire, the former New York City Democratic Mayor Bill de Blasio and his wife, Charlene McCrae, who, by the way, lost like $8 million, but that's another story altogether, who previously, $800 million, I think, actually, it was a lot higher than that, who previously identified as, as a lesbian have decided to separate. Now, there's real a real shock. You marry a woman who was a lesbian, you can pretty much assume that that marriage is not going to last forever, right? I, I'm just saying. The two are splitting, by the way, she is just, ugh, the two are splitting up, splitting romantically to date other people, but they are not planning on divorcing, even moving out of their Brooklyn home, the pair announced in a lengthy interview with the New York Times published Wednesday. By the way, the New York Times interview, that was a three-hour interview. Three hours with Bill de Blasio? God, I would be sticking needles in my ears. De Blasio, 62, and McCray, 68. Wait a minute. At 62 years old and 68 years old, you guys couldn't keep your marriage? What what exactly are these two going to do at 68 68 and 62? Who are they going to go out with? Whatever, we'll continue. Said their decision came after a discussion at home about two months ago that began with de Blasio querying why they weren't, quote, lovey-dovey anymore, end quote. If I ever told Josie, why aren't we lovey-dovey, she'd have me out of the house before I even sat on the bed. Quote, you can feel when things are off, de Blasio told the Times, and you don't even want to live that way. Quote, you can't fake it, end quote, said McRae. Quote, I just want to have fun, she said. It's not that we haven't had fun but I want a different type of fun. Okay. Um, you know the world is going to end when two leftists, like the former lesbian McRae and the former leftist communist mayor and a uh, groundhog killer de Blasio can't get along. You, knew, you know the world's going to end. You know the country is falling apart and we know that families, they just can't make it. So, it, absolutely terrible, so sorry for Bill de blasio, okay, continuing on by the way, yeah, half the reason half the reason the city of New York City is a mess is because of him. I'm sure everyone gives a shit about him, okay, so let's talk about those Supreme Court cases, yeah, we're gonna run long because i've I've got so much tomorrow too, so' probably gonna do one on Friday, so let's talk about these other. Supreme Court cases that have lefties flipping out. Uh, I didn't think these were as big, but I mean, they're big and they're important, but they're not like affirmative action. That's why I spent so much time on affirmative action yesterday. So here's here's one, uh, 303 Creative LLC versus Elenis. Uh, now, I don't know why this case even got to the Supreme Court. I personally thought this Supreme, this Supreme, the Supreme Court, this one specifically, already ruled on it. But I guess Kentenji Brown Jackson was there, so they figured we'll rule on it again. So according to the Daily Wire, in a landmark victory for free speech, the Supreme Court on Friday struck down a Colorado law that would have punished the a Christian graphic designer who declined to design a website for same-sex wedding that involved her that violated her religious beliefs. In a 6-3 de- decision in the case, the high court cited the First Amendment in ruling the, that Lori Smith could not be forced by state civil rights law to design websites that run counter to her sincerely held religious beliefs. Justice, now that's important here. This was seen as a First Amendment, but it was actually a free speech decision, a freedom of association decision. We'll get to that in a second. Justice Neil Gorsuch wrote for the majority, which included Chief Justice John Roberts and Clarence Thomas, Samuel Alito, Brett Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett saying, quote, no public accommodations law is immune from the demands of the Constitution. This one was ruled by. Uh, uh, this one was already ruled on by the Masterpiece uh, Masterpiece Cake Shop versus Colorado Civil Rights Commission before. I'm really surprised that this even got there, but they did attack the Supreme Court. Did attack this case on different grounds, freedom of association and freedom of speech instead of freedom of religion. So now, when you look at Masterpiece Cake Shop, which by the way is on its route again to the Supreme Court because somebody else sued him, the fact of the matter is the Supreme Court will be able to say, no, this is freedom of speech, freedom of association, and freedom of religion. That's good and that's correct. Now, Gorsuch, Neil Gore, Now one of the things the liberals are bitching about, the left is bitching about, well, what does that mean? Does that mean a guy who sells uh, tables and sells chairs to parties or le- rents chairs and tables to parties can suddenly say, I don't want to lease a chair or chairs or tables to a gay marriage? Is that what it means? And the answer is yes. That's exactly what it means. It doesn't have to be creative. It doesn't have to be a cake or it doesn't have to be... It can be any reason. If I do not want to hang out with a gay person, that's on me. And that's my decision. If I run a grocery store and I don't want gay people in my grocery store, it's me that can say, yeah, I don't want people in the grocery store. Of course, you know why most people don't do that? the free market. The free market will take care of you. It will sit back and say, oh, so you're a bigot. And you won't shop. Who's learning that right now? Disney, Bud Light. We have a right. You want to associate with someone and we don't like it. We have a right not to, not to spend our money there. Just like if there's a company that will not allow black people into their store I have a right to say, well, I'm not going to the store. I'm not dealing with racism. Same thing. So Neil Gorsuch said so much in such a, uh, said so much about this being uh, free speech and freedom uh, to associate. In this case, Colorado seeks f- to force an individual to speak in ways that align with its view, but defy her conscience about a matter of major significance. But tolerance, not cur- coercion, is the nation's answer. The First Amendment envisions the United States as a rich and complex place where all persons are free to think and speak as they wish, not as the government demands. Because Colorado seeks to not deny this promise, the judgment is reversed. Now, I do want to point out something. I mean, that's pretty straightforward. That's what it is. I do want to point out something. There is another problem with this case that... I'm glad they didn't throw this case out because of this. Apparently, the guy who sued them is fake. That this guy who complained to the Colorado Civil Rights Commission didn't exist. So, this gay marriage wasn't going to happen. Now, they could have brought that up and then tossed the case out. They, The Supreme Court did not. This is the first time I've seen the Supreme Court actually have some balls and address something. So, I like that. Uh, Of course, we could leave it to uh, Sonia Sotomayor to say something stupid. Um, Quote, a social system of discrimination created an an environment in which the LGBT people were unsafe. Who could forget the Pulse nightclub massacre, the second deadliest mass shooting in U.S. history? So what she's basically saying is that a woman who doesn't want to design a website for a gay marriage, or a guy who doesn't want to make a cake for a gay wedding, it's equivalent to a man walking into a gay nightclub and shooting down 50 people. That's what she's saying. Now, outside of the fact that that is the most asinine argument you can ever hear, not wanting to make a website for a gay wedding and shooting 50 people in a gay nightclub are not really the same thing. I mean, yeah, they're, they're kind of different. Um, the Pulse nightclub shooting wasn't a hate crime against gay people. The Pulse nightclub shooting was a terrorist attack by an ISIS sympathizer. And people pointed that out. This was never an attack on the gay and lesbian community. Matter of fact, the nightclub pulse nightclub shooter was looking at different clubs to attack and he picked that one because it had less security he actually said that in his uh in his manifesto and the fbi said that so this is not a thing so of course good for sotomayor um through her dissent, showing that she is, this, by the way, she was a diversity hire, that how good diversity hires are. She's a complete moron. And and by the way, she's been a moron since she's been on the court. We already know, yesterday we talked about it, Kentanji Brown-Jackson, she's just as much a moron. So it's good to see that the diversity hires on the Supreme Court are working out so well. Okay. Yeah, we're running late, but I don't care. So, oh, this, this is great. So Joe Biden has been made an ass of again by the Supreme Court. According to the Daily Wire, in a stinging defeat for the Biden administration, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled Friday that the COVID-era HEROES Act did not give the White House authority to unilaterally forgive federally subsidized student loans. Now, essentially what the HEROES Act, was it was meant to to give loans to people who are first responders, things like that. That's what it initially was for. for. Then suddenly they decided that they could give money to schools, and now they've decided it's they can give money to pay off student loan debts. So, yeah, don't ask. I I have no idea where they came up with this. We said this was going to be unconstitutional. Everyone knew this was unconstitutional. Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden admitted that student loan forgiveness was going to be unconstitutional. They just did it anyway. Continuing with the article, Chief Justice John Roberts wrote for the 6-3 majority, saying, quote, the Secretary asserts that the HEROES Act grants him the authority to cancel $430 billion of student loan principal by the way, that's closer to a trillion. It does not. We hold today that the Act allows the Secretary to waive or modify existing statutory or regulatory, regulatory provisions applicable to financial assistance programs under the Educational Act, not rewrite the statute from the ground up. So in other words, basically, Congress and the people defined within the Act can change the laws. They can change the statutes, but they can't actually just forgive loans. That's not what they can do. It's basically giving Congress an opening. You want to forgive loan debt, which, by the way, I I still think that um, that's unconstitutional. But if you want to forgive loan debt, okay, Congress has to make a law, a brand new statute, a brand new law to do that. You can't just do it willy-nilly. Of course, the dissent, which came from the same three, Kagan, Sotomayor, and Ketanji Brown-Jackson, is continu- continues to be stupid. Quote, this court today decides that some 40 million Americans will not receive the benefits the plan provides because, so says the court, the assistance is too significant, end quote. No, they're saying it's not that it's too significant, they're saying it's not in the bill. You can't just change the law because you feel like changing the law. They are changing. There is nothing in that bill that says anything about student loan forgiveness. It just says it suspends the ability, it suspends the need to pay the loan. It doesn't say that we're going to pay it for you. Okay. Kagan claims that not only does the Biden administration have the right to cancel student debt en masse, but that six GOP states did not even have a standing to challenge the plan in the first place. They, the six states, opposed the Secretary's loans loan cancellation plan on varied policy and legal grounds. But as everyone agrees, that's not true, not everyone agrees, those objections are just general grievances. They do not show the particularized, particularized injury needed to bring the suit. Okay. Um, No, it does show an injury. We're taking tax money and we're putting it someplace that it doesn't belong. The Biden administration does not have the right to do that. And by the way, and the HEROES Act, none, none of it's in there. It just shows you that those three either don't know how to read or just refuse to read. The law is very straightforward. It's very long, but it's very straightforward. Congress needs to make those laws. And if Congress makes that law, there's no guarantee that's going to be constitutional. Because those laws are basically defining a contract, canceling a contract between one person and an institution. You start doing that, you could basically create that slippery slope where I don't have to pay my loan payments for my house. I don't have to pay my loan payments for my car. This opens an extreme slippery slope. So a lot of this stuff, yeah, I, I don't think that would apply anyway. So good for them. And then in a final story, and this one's not getting a lot of play, but this is a big deal. Um, Because religious liberty is important. And a lot of people don't understand. A lot of people don't understand. The left definitely doesn't understand this. But if you're a religious person, like I'm a Catholic, you're a Catholic full-time. You're not a Catholic during... You're not suddenly an atheist at work. Your religion follows you everywhere. So the U.S. Supreme Court, according to the Daily Wire... The U.S. Supreme Court unanimous, unanimously, 9-0, by the way, strengthened religious liberty in the workplace Thursday, ruling in favor of a Christian postal worker who lost his job for re- refusing to work on Sundays. The court's unanimous opinion of Groff v. DeJoy authored by Justice Samuel Alito, overruled the decision of the Third Circuit Court of Appeals, which held that the United States Postal Service did not violate the religious accommodation rights of a postal worker, Gerald Groff, under the Title VII of the Civil Rights Act. So what happened? So this guy is a Catholic, can't, Catholic or a Jew. I think he's Catholic. But uh, you can't work on Sundays. See, he's got to be Catholic. Jews are on Saturdays. He's Catholic. He can't work on Sundays because you're not supposed to work on Sundays. And by the way, Catholics don't have a problem with this. Chances are he's a fundamentalist Christian. Can't work on Sundays. So, the post office, you have to work on Sundays, you're fired. Can't do that. He has religious freedom and he his religion requires him to take the day off on Sunday. You can take the day off Sunday. This is a great... Ruling I'm not saying suddenly I'm gonna take off Sundays, but this is a great ruling because this is appropriate. If you're if you're a Jew and you need Saturdays off, you take Saturdays off. If you're a Muslim and you need you need uh, Ram- Ramadan off, you take Ramadan off. No one has a problem with that, by the way. I, of course Muslims don't make up I, basically Minneapolis shuts down during Ramadan because that's a because they're a majority Muslim city, and that's fine. No one has a problem with it. Christianity, you got a problem with? Well, this is a great ruling. I like that ruling. Okay, well, this is another one. I guess I'm going to run probably an hour today because this is a this is a great this is a great ruling. The Biden administration took another huge blow from the courts, uh, and this one we all knew about. We've known about this for 2 years, 3 years. We knew about this when the Twitter files were released. I we we always knew about this, but finally the courts are acknowledging it. The federal a federal judge issued an injunction on Tuesday that bans numerous top Biden administration officials and agencies from communicating and meeting with social media companies. The injunction came in response to a lawsuit brought by two Republican attorneys, General, who, who, quote, produced evidence of massive effort by defendants from the White House to federal agencies to suppress speech based on its contact, end quote, said U.S. Judge Terry Doughty Senator Eric Schmidt, a Republican from Missouri who filed the lawsuit against the lawsuit while who what who filed the lawsuit while he was serving as Missouri's attorney general responded to the new to the news by calling it quote a big win for the first amendment on independence day now why is this huge well we all knew about it we knew this was happening but what makes this huge is that now a bureaucracy is saying it happened now there's no hiding it. Now it's not a conspiracy theory. See, even when Elon Musk released the Twitter files proving that this was happening, it was still considered a conspiracy theory by the media. And now the media is saying, well, it's still a conspiracy theory because one, this this judge is a um, is a Trump appointee, Dowdy is a Trump appointee. But they're saying, oh, hey, there's evidence here. This whole thing is going to have to go to the Supreme Court. It's going to go to the Supreme Court. But this did happen. And now you've got the, the gov- a government bureaucracy saying, yes, it happened. And that's what we needed. It finally happened. So this is what this Judge Dowdy actually said. And it's pretty vicious. Quote, the plaintiffs are likely to succeed on the merits in establishing that the government has used its power to silence opposition. Opposition to COVID-19 vaccines, opposition to COVID-19 masking and lockdowns, opposition to lab leak theory of COVID-19, opposition to the validity of the 2020 election, opposition to President Biden's policies, statements that Hunter Biden's laptop was true, and opposition to policies of the government officials' power all suppressed. See, it's important because he is actually saying, look at all this crap. You guys did censor. So it's good that he actually listed that. Continuing, it is quite telling that each example or category of suppressed speech was conservative in nature. This targeted suppression of conservative ideas is a perfect example of viewpoint discrimination of political speech. And again, people can't argue. All that happened. American citizens have the right to engage in free debate about the significant issues affecting the country. Although the case is still relatively young, and at this stage the court is only examining it in terms of plaintiff's likelihood of success on the merits, in other words, this is going to be kicked up to a federal appeals court and eventually the Supreme Court, the evidence produced thus far depicts an almost dystopian scenario. During the COVID-19 pandemic, a period perhaps best characterized by widespread doubt and uncertainty, the United States government seems to have assumed the role to an Orwellian minister of truth, ministry of truth. Wow, this guy just basically blew him out of the water. So the Biden administration is going to appeal. This is going to go to the Supreme Court. I think this there's very little doubt of that. It's going to end up in in a uh, appellate court, and chances are in an appellate court, I'd be shocked if this got through an appellate court, but it probably will. And if it does, it'll get to the Supreme Court, where it should be knocked down 9-0, but you know it won't be. It'll be knocked down six to three again. Because everyone's going to say, what about the children and the dangers of Russian disinformation, which they sat back and said all this stuff that the judge mentioned was Russian disinformation, especially Hunter Biden's laptop. That's Russian disinformation. Well, we now know it's not. It's just the government censoring censoring things. But you know what this also, it's really important for the First Amendment. Yes. But what this also means, more importantly, the 2020 election was stolen. That's what this means. And that's going to be something the Supreme Court's going to bring up. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, Biden didn't win. He did. I He did win. But the media and the censorship had a lot to do with him winning. So the election was stolen. And Biden would not have won. the. And we know this now. Biden would not have won the election if it weren't for the fact that um, people did not know about the laptop, Hunter Biden's laptop. And I'm reading a book right now called The Laptop from Hell. Oh my God, the corruption that was found on that laptop is absolutely amazing. And I can't believe anybody who decides to report on this It'll be bigger than Watergate and they will win Pulitzer Prize after Pulitzer Prize. But no one wants to touch this thing. I wonder why. Don't you? Here's another case that's going to get overturned by the Supreme Court. So that case that I just talked about, that's going to end up in the Supreme Court. It's going to get overturned. This is another case that's going to get overturned. And this was determined last week. Um, According to Fox News, a recently passed bill in Michigan could make it a felony, a felony, folks, to intimidate someone by intentionally using the wrong gender pronouns, according to legal experts. Just, just the thought, it's a felony to intimidate someone by using the wrong pronouns. So if I call a guy he, and that guy thinks it's a she, I'm intimidating him? Words are violence, don't forget. Continuing with the article, Michigan State House of Representatives has passed bill HB 4474, a piece of legislation that criminalizing ca- criminalizes causing someone to feel threatened by words. Okay. Under the new bill, offenders are, quote, guilty of a felony punishment by imprisonment for not more than five years or by a fine of not more than $10,000. Now, I told you this was coming. Canada is already doing this shit. Canada has people in jail right now for misgendering people. And by the way, when I say misgender, I mean use the appropriate gender pronouns. I told you this was coming here. Well, here it is. Now, do I think much of this? No. I think this is, I think somebody is going to go out of their way to break this law just so that this gets to the Supreme Court. There is no way in hell this gets through. I don't think this will get through the court system. I, I think it'll get through a criminal trial, but I think when this thing is sued, this law gets overturned. There is no way this passes the muster for the Supreme Court. This is an obvious violation of the First Amendment. And you can pick and choose. Guilty by association, freedom of speech, freedom of religion. You can name any one of those and it's going to be kicked back. Okay, so, but hey, this is the crap that's happening. And we're going to get to a lot more. No more courts, I swear to God. No more courts, no more Supreme Court. But we've got some just great stories coming coming to you tomorrow. So I hope you guys have a great day. Love you all. God bless. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.